This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, May 19th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Lawmakers drowned spending. Electric vehicles and biofuels stoke divide. And tree planting to offset ag emissions. Registration is now open for the 2021 AgriPulse Food and Ag Policy Summit West. This year's theme, How Can California Agriculture Remain Competitive? The event will offer a full day of presentations and panel discussions at the Sheraton Grand Sacramento on July 12th this year. Virtual attendance options are also available. Late nights, fast sessions. Few details as lawmakers dive into massive spending plan. The Newsom administration has about 400 new proposals in the May revise released on Friday. With a tight deadline this year and time limits on sessions due to COVID-19 protocols, lawmakers have been scrambling this week to chart all the proposals. It's somewhat scary to me that we have this much moving this fast, said Republican Senator Brian Dolly of Lassen County. He spoke at a budget subcommittee hearing that lasted more than three hours, but barely had enough time to just mention all the proposals, allowing little debate. Dolly said he had never dealt with such a substantial package in his 25 years of elected office. The Legislative Analyst Office, the LAO, advised lawmakers to delay some proposals until summer and to triage the highest spending priorities. 90% growth. LAO's Brian Brown noted that CDFA's budget proposal is more than half a billion dollars higher than the January proposal. Likewise, Cal EPA is $4 billion greater, a 90% increase. The budget for Natural Resources Agency is 60% bigger. Those agencies account for more than 100 proposals. For comparison, you spent quite a bit of time earlier this year discussing the wildfire package, which was a billion-dollar package, Brown told the subcommittee. Now, with the May revision, you have a $4 billion water package, a $3 billion ZEV package, a $1 billion climate package, and another $1 billion for energy and others as well. On transparency, well, the many new proposals have no history of implementation, meaning no existing statutes can guide lawmakers in making important policy decisions. LAO also found few details in many proposals, with some requesting hundreds of millions but providing only two paragraphs of description. Electric vehicles surfacing as infrastructure flashpoint. President Joe Biden's drive to shift Americans to electric vehicles, something he showcased at a visit to a Ford electric vehicle plant yesterday, is getting pushback from Republicans on a couple of fronts. Republican Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa prefers to focus on biofuels. Unfortunately, many of my colleagues on the other side of the aisle have their heads stuck in the sand when it comes to renewable energy sources that are already available, Grassley told AgriPulse. Meanwhile, Democrats are pushing back against GOP proposals to impose a new tax on electric vehicles in lieu of the federal gas tax. At a Senate Finance Committee hearing yesterday, 
Senator Debbie Stabenow, Michigan Democrat, said any tax on electric vehicles should be put off until they're a larger part of the auto market. Republicans, on the other hand, believe that, quote, people who don't fill up their vehicles at the gasoline pump need to be paying for use of the highway like everybody else does, whether it's electric car or anything else that doesn't pay the gas tax. That's Senator Roy Blunt, a Missouri Republican, speaking with reporters. By the way, Biden test drove the Ford F-150 Lightning and told reporters, quote, this sucker's quick. Ford told him it'll do 0 to 60 in 4.4 seconds, significantly faster than the conventional F-150. IEA, tree planting may be needed to offset ag emissions. A comprehensive new report from the International Energy Agency that outlines how nations can achieve net zero emissions by 2050 says it may be necessary to plant trees to offset greenhouse emissions from the livestock sector and agriculture more broadly. Changes to farming practices and technology improvements, including changes to animal feed, could help reduce these emissions but it may be necessary to use afforestation to offset these emissions entirely, the report says. The alternative is to reduce demand for livestock products, according to the report. Now take note, the report takes a cautious approach to the use of bioenergy to fight climate change because of concerns over the amount of land needed to grow crops to produce the energy. Estimates of the global sustainable bioenergy potential are subject to a high degree of uncertainty, in particular over the extent to which new land area could sustainably be converted to bioenergy production, the report says. By the way, two Republican senators, Roger Marshall of Kansas and Kevin Kramer of North Dakota, they're introducing a bill to bar the Biden administration from carrying out its 30 by 30 initiative. The best thing the federal government can do is trust the environmental judgment of farmers and ranchers and let them do what they do best, steward the land, says Marshall. Administration officials say that working ag lands will play a key role in the plan to conserve 30% of U.S. land by 2030 and that private property rights will be respected. USTR offers upbeat comments at USMCA meeting. USMCA shows that neighboring democracies with differing economic conditions can come together to lead a new way forward while managing our differences. U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai told her Mexican and Canadian counterparts yesterday during the first annual meeting of the renegotiated trade pact. Senator Chuck Grassley lauded Tai for confronting Mexico over its refusal to approve new genetically modified plant traits, but also said he wished she'd been more aggressive in her criticism of Canada's handling of the dairy quotas it agreed to under USMCA. Now take note, a senior USTR official told reporters last night that the Biden administration considers the dairy quota clash, quote, one of our priority issues. And he stressed that U.S. officials, quote, continue to make our concerns known to them about their implementation of the dairy TRQs. U.S. industry groups say Canada is manipulating quotas to block the entry of products like cheese and promote the trade of U.S. products that don't compete with Canadian products. Report. Fake farms got PPP money. 
Hundreds of fake farms receive Paycheck Protection Program loans from the Small Business Administration. That according to a new report from the nonprofit journalism organization ProPublica. ProPublica found 378 small loans totaling $7 million to fake business entities. The overwhelming majority of them are categorized as farms, even in the unlikeliest of locales. From potato fields in Palm Beach to orange groves in Minnesota, the report said. Joe Mancini, mayor of Long Beach Township in New Jersey, whose address was listed as a cattle operation in PPP records, told ProPublica he has three dogs, no cows. SBA didn't respond to repeated requests for comment on the report. Here's today's She Said It. It's laughable and ridiculous that anyone would think farmers waste precious and expensive water. That Christy Diner, founder of the California Water for Food and People movement and an op-ed for GD Wire, debunking myths about almond growers. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, May 19th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.